0: I believe men, especially men, should cry, bleed and sweat over discovering and when a man's doing that, he shows a higher level of
1: integrity. Come me and welcome the man who went from working on trucks with his dad at the age of seven to now a six-figure coach who has coached over a thousand people now. My friend, Mr. Ryan Moresby White.
0: Let's have a look at the masculine
1: energy. What's your relationship with? Leading, committing, or deciding? Your dad's been pretty successful in his own right, built a big business, early to retire. Most people go, oh, I'm gonna retire at 70. Do you think he is successful?
0: No. There's that big,
1: deep void that's untapped. If you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? I Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Alrighty, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Out Loud podcast and today's guest is... Is a speaker and a coach who has created his dream life living on purpose at the age of 26. Coming from a background in carpentry, being depressed and lost, to now a man with a successful coaching business, helping both men and women realize their true potential and live their best lives. He focused on helping those who are lacking energy, purpose, and direction to reignite their life and the relationships through the embodiment of the masculine and feminine energy. So please help me welcome the man who went from working on trucks with his dad at the age of seven to now a six-figure coach living here in Bali who has coached over a thousand people now, my friend, Mr. Ryan Moresby-White.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm so pumped to get into this. It's been a long time coming. It has been a long time
1: coming. (laughs) Obviously, I've known you for a very long time and um, we talked about this a while ago because you have watching your journey lately. Uh, how long have we known each other actually? There. Uh, over three years now, I think. Yeah, Three years? Yeah, three years, yeah. I would say five. Yeah. I don't know what happened with yeah. the last two, but a <laughs> while, right? Um, long story short, we met at a personal development event. Mm. Um, we started on some business together and from the person I've seen you from then to now is just amazing. Mm. But what's most exciting is what you've done the last um, sort of few months, really, like six months. So you've really sort of stepped into this arena. It's mm. like crashing it. And you asked me a little while ago, you're like, hey, we should do a podcast together. And I said to you, I was like, yeah, well... When you get your business to twenty a month, <laughs> and then you know you've done the things that I. But here's the thing that I love most about you: you do the thing that, like, you ask for advice, you ask for tips, you get it, and then you do it, and you get the result. Mm. So here we are. It says congratulations on a twenty k month.
0: Yeah, thanks, brother. Yeah. So,
1: in order, okay, in order for everyone here, obviously I know a lot about you, but for in order for everyone here to really understand who you are, what it is you do, and and how you help people with now, give us a little bit of an insight into where it started and what do we need to know about you and where you came from for it all to make sense?
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, man, where it really started was in school, I failed my whole way through school. Uh, I dropped out super early. I dropped out two years early from high school and I went and pursued a carpentry uh, apprenticeship. Um, I was told all the way through school that I would never be good, you know, in, you know, use my brain basically. So they were like, you know, just go work with your hands. You know, you can relate with exact that. Exact same story for me. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. So, you know, I always wanted to create some sort of success or like, you know, an incredible life for myself by design. The only way I knew how to do that was working physically hard because that's <laughs> what I watched my father do. And from the age of seven, I worked with him school holidays. I didn't have school holidays. I worked with him. I, I was in his truck, you know, working on trucks, doing hydraulic hoses. And, you know, when I, when I got my license, I got the opportunity, I got the chance, I was out of school and I started my carpentry apprenticeship. And from there, I went all in um, as I have with, you know, my journey right now, I went all in on learning, developing as much as I can. And, and uh, I got really good at at being a carpenter and... By the age of twenty-one, I was managing multi-million-dollar job sites, big architectural builds. I was hardly even on the tools anymore. Uh, then I, I left uh, that company and went and worked myself, my own business, and uh, I'd started doing really well. Um, I was twenty-one at, years old. At twenty-one, yes, twenty-one years old. My highest week at twenty-one
1: years old was fifteen thousand dollars. So, and for th- most people looking at that, would think you've hit it, like mm. you've the most successful person come out of school. So what happened? What 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 did you feel successful then?
0: No, not at all. And even though I was making all this money, I was doing well, and people externally were like, "Bro, you're like, you're absolutely crushing it. Like, you should be so happy." Um, but the truth was, like, I was deeply unfulfilled. I was borderline depressed, and all that money I was getting, I was spending because I needed that vice, I needed that fulfillment, and that something to give me, give me that uh, that life. And this is basically. Like the start of the journey of this work that I do, especially with men, um, you know, me building the successful carpentry business in the building industry was from uh, me trying to seek approval from my father, from, the, the, from my dad. So um, me, I was doing this not from a place of like my heart. I was doing it from a place of survival and seeking love and approval and val- validation from my dad. So I wasn't doing it for me. And when I got there, I was deeply unfulfilled. And then through that, um, you know, I became depressed and it became an absolute downward spiral um, from there on. And basically, you know, I ended relationships. I was just burning through relationships. I started, um, you know, I. and here's the thing, most people turn to like drugs, alcohol, partying, um, as a way to escape. I used beating myself in the gym as my escape. I used punishing myself in the gym and like working as hard as I possibly could seven days a week on the tools and in the gym as a way to prove to myself or feel some sort of like worthiness and uh, that led me down quite a dark path of depression and I remember um, one week I took a whole week off from, from my work, my business and everything. And I just needed this space. And I went down to the Gold Coast and I got a, like a penthouse apartment for like three days by myself, just like living it up, just like spending all of my money. I was just like, I just, I became just like reckless basically. And uh, I remember one night um, I was standing on the balcony. I wasn't even drunk. Like I was, this was conscious. Like I was standing on the balcony and I was looking down and I was like, it would be so easy for me to just end this suffering right now. And to why just. Did, why didn't you? I knew that there was more and I knew that I was put here on this earth for more and that there was a deeper purpose and and that was a decision I made in that moment and multiple different decisions after that moment to really turn my life around. Yeah.
1: Do you think everybody has a purpose? I
0: believe so, yes. I believe everyone has uh, a hierarchy of values that they should live to And I believe that's where people's purpose is. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. What happens to someone when they're not living on purpose?
0: When someone's not living on purpose, and this is just speaking from my experience, is they start trying to succeed, not for them, but for other people, and trying to seek love and approval and validation from other people because they're not getting it within themselves. You know, they're not truly listening to their heart's desire and gift of, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. And they're doing things that they think they should be doing, you know, living in other people's values, not their, not their own, in their own true path. And uh, that's exactly what happened to me. Like, I got there, I started making money, I started doing really well, and I just experienced this deep level of unfulfillment and it led to um, that moment, looking over the balcony, yeah.
1: Mm. Um. So you're working with your dad from a young age. And mm. obviously, I know quite a bit about your story and everything. But what what kind of... You know, your dad's been pretty successful in his own right. He's mm. built, a, built a big business. He's quite young to retire. He's mm. sort of recently retired. Um, so a lot of people sort of look at that and be like, well, he's hit sort of the pinnacle. You know, he's like he's in his 50s, right? Mm. Right, which is early to retire. Most people go, oh, I'm going to retire at 70, right? And they only do it because they can't keep work anymore. Mm. Um, so in order for him to do that, it would be quite... Um, you know, in society's eyes, successful. Do you think he is successful?
0: Do I think he's successful? No. And I say this from an absolute place of love and a place of um, passion for this work that I now do. I've seen what happens when you're living in a place of survival and trying to create success from a place of fear and survival, and it can get people a very long way. It can get people very far and make a lot of money, a lot of success, a lot of status. But in the end, it's it's there's that big, deep void that's untapped, and uh, and you know, as humans, I believe we all need a sense of meaning and purpose to really mm. um, to really live by. Uh,
1: so, because it brings me to what I want to ask because, mm. like I said, the majority of the population would look at him, mm. right? And I'm going to use him as an example because I know you've learned so much from him. He's in his 50s, just sold out of a company that he worked his ass off, he worked so hard for his whole life and he made a lot of money mm. and then was like, well, what's next? Mm. So, how, that's just one example. Mm. How is society setting people up for ultimate failure in life, in your eyes?
0: Mm. I believe that, society setting people up for failure because they're teaching them to live from their head and teaching them to live from a place of what you should do and trying to paint everyone with the same brush instead of allowing people to actually tap into their heart's true desire of what they actually want to be fucking doing here on this earth as soon as i did that i awakened like this this great potential within myself right you you know when it comes to um, when it comes to us living in our highest values, right? You know, a kid can be in a classroom and, and this is, this was me, right? In a classroom and trying to read a book of algebra and maths. And I just really struggled. I couldn't retain the information or even sit down and read the book. So, you know, I'd bounce around or I'd seek validation or, or love by acting up. And that led me to, I got, actually got expelled from one of the Queensland's, <laughs> most, ex, more, Queensland's um, most prestigious Private school. Which school is that? Um, Ipswich Grammar. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, that let you know from that approval seeking. And, um, but if you ask me anything about motocross, if you ask me anything about my favorite sport or hobbies, I could tell you everything and anything. And I'll just be so focused on that one thing. Because that's what I'm passionate about, right? So I believe when people truly tap into their burning desire of what they're here to do and you know, uh, what they're most passionate about, their highest values, that they awaken this greater potential that's within them and that allows them to really activate this genius within. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, it's the exact same thing happened to me. Like I only went to grade 12 because I was a bit of a realist. I was like, okay, what are my options here? I stay in school and every single weekend I go to a party with all my best friends. There's girls at every single party. We wag nearly every single subject. We hang out. We play footy every day. Or I leave here and I get a job. Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to stay in school. Mm. In fact, it was so good. My, one of my best friends, he repeated year 12 to stay an extra year with us. He was a year older than us. We get to year 12. He got to year 12. We're in grade 11. He goes, guys, this is so good. I'm going to repeat. And he had to negotiate with the principals. And like he had to like fully put up an argument as to why he had to repeat. And they let him so he could redo the whole year with us. Like, I should have done that, but the only reason I went to that far was because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. But I was the same. I, I left there thinking that I was stupid because they, they, they like, here's the test of life. And, and they measure you based off your ability to remember things, mm. based off, uh, not based off what you're actually skilled at and what you're mm. actually good at. And, you know, one of my things that I've learned how to do now is be a speaker and a trainer and teach. Mm. Um, but they told me back then I would never be good at speaking and reading and writing. Yeah. Um. I'm not very good at reading and writing, but I can speak <laughs> underwater. Right? Yeah. And it just it like reinforces that that belief and that you start to develop growing
0: up. You know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not good enough.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm, Yeah. So talk to us about. Um. I want to talk about masculine and feminine energy. Mm. How does society? What, what what's going on in society right now that is setting men up for failure in terms of masculinity in terms of unhealthy masculine or mm. being more feminine? How is society setting, making it hard, I guess, how is society making it harder for the next generation?
0: Yeah, I think it starts in the system, basically, when it, you know, especially schooling and the shame that men have around being in their true masculine energy. Um, I believe society has been set up to be the masculine, to be perceived as dangerous as uncontrolled, as wild and um, manipulative, uh, abusive. And, you know, you look at like the media, all you see on media, like from what I've seen on the news and whatnot, it's like, you know, men are doing this, men are doing that, you know, um, you know, domestic violence, all these things It always seems to be the men, right? So especially people that are like programmed to, you know, when they're watching the news and TV and stuff, they, all they are brainwashed with is, How bad and toxic the masculine is. And this along with a whole other plethora of things is making men feel shame about being in their masculine energy.
1: And how how do they do that? How do they Yeah, how do how how are men feeling shameful of being in the masculine?
0: They feel that if I'm in my masculine energy, and this is an unconscious belief that they hold, that mm-hmm. if I am in my masculine energy, that means that you know I am, uh, I'm abusive, I'm controlling, I'm aggressive. So they will do anything to uh, prevent themselves actually being in that masculine energy because they see it as a bad thing. So their perception of masculine energy is skewed. It's a skewed belief of what it actually is um, based off the role models that most people see around what masculine is. Like, you know, growing up, I thought to be more masculine, it's like go in the gym, get big muscles, get tattoos, like, you know, be in the pub with the boys. Like, um, that's what I thought masculine was. I thought masculine was controlling, dominant, like aggressive. And uh, why would anyone ever want to be in that energy if they see what it does to women or other people? Especially when it comes to the masculine and, and majority uh of the masculine is perceived as um you know like they're they're very what would you say they want their own space they want to be left alone they just want to do their own thing and like be closed off right like why would you ever want to and and push people away that's what i'm getting at Mm -hmm. the the masculine i've witnessed growing up has pushed people away And I've said to myself, I will never do that. So, what I I became a super nice guy. Mm. And this is what's happening to society. Men are becoming the nice guy. They're surrendering, right? And not owning that true warrior or king energy that they have within themselves. And then this is making women feel unsafe. And then women are holding the masculine shield um, in society now.
1: So, women are feeling unsafe because men are being more feminine, Yes. More surrendered, is that what you're saying? One of the reasons, yes. One of the reasons. Yeah. Um, because women, highest value is safety, right? Mm. So what's your opinion on Andrew Tate? I've never actually asked you this. I <laughs> <laughs> I, um I, <clears throat> Look, I haven't
0: consumed much of his, his content. I haven't gone too far down the rabbit hole. But from what I've seen, and here's the thing, like, I don't like to listen to people's opinions. Because at mm-hmm. first I was like, all these people like saying all these negative things about him, I'm like, hey, I'm going to actually consume some long form media mm-hmm. so I can actually see what this guy's about and his actual, what's actually behind this. Cause there's always stuff, but you know, you see you, um, Instagram videos and there's, there's so much more depth to it than the yeah. freaking Instagram reel. And from what I saw, like he, he has a great, I like what he's about when it comes to men being men and men being in their power, men stepping into their true authentic warrior and king energy. And then women being able to be women, being in the feminine, right? And I, in, in an overview, that's what I see, that he's all for. He, he is for men being men, right? And he can see what's happening within society and, and the way that things are going and how they're trying to push uh, and how it is being pushed that, you know, men should um, be a certain way and this is making them become emasculated and becoming the nice guy or even worse, the wounded warrior which is like the uncontrollable, f- like physically abusive um, man or not even a man, a boy. Yeah. yeah.
1: I like what you said there because it's the first thing. So when, when, when Tay came on the scene it actually came, mm. um, Simone my girlfriend, she brought me this video. She's like, look at this guy. He's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> and I looked at a short form video and I'm like, and, he was, and this was probably... Um, you know, I don't know, well over a year ago when he mm. started really first coming on the scene and, and I saw it and I was like, yeah, that, that guy's a <laughs> douche man. Like, and then I saw more and more and I was like, wow, this guy is so good. And I started to actually get fascinated. I was like, this guy's so good at getting hated mm. and still going. Mm. And then I saw more and more and more and then, and then same as you. Everyone's like, he's nice, oh, he's this, he's, and then he got cancelled and everything and then I was like, well, if, if, if the majority is saying this, I'm going to look deeper because it's probably not true. Because mm. I looked at it objectively. Because if, just my rule of thumb, I could they could be right, but I've never actually seen the entire crowd go one way and they'd be right about something. <laughs> yes. Most people, like 95% of people mm. are completely fucking lost and mm. they're, they're sheep and they have no idea and they just join in the crowd because it's more important to fit in than it is to actually stand out. Yeah. And then I start watching long form content and I would really say about 90% of the stuff he says, I'd be like, I actually agree. Mm. Uh, do I agree on his delivery of it? <laughs> you know, he could definitely make it better. Yeah. But he's a fantastic marketer. Yeah. Like I did the maths. His, his online university thing, he's bringing in over 100 million US a year, mm. right? He's, not, he's an incredible marketer. His yeah. interview just then with, with Tucker, Tucker Carlson was the number one viewed interview in the world yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever. It's yeah. taken the record. So he's fantastic getting eyeballs, which that's something to look at. Yeah. Um, but there is lots of things that he does talk about where it's, it, it it does actually have a point where it's like, um, you know, be be someone with a strong mindset, be someone who's a provider, get uh-huh. up, work on your body, work on your mind. If you if you're fat and lazy and watch porn all day long, fucking stop it. Because mm. here's the reality: if that's what your life's about, you will you won't have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if that's what your life's about, like cut that bullshit. And and here's that that, that tough love sort of attitude. But mm. when you take a little snippet and you put it out, of course it can look really bad. But um, you know. I've always never. I've always stayed very objectively with everything.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, my, my, the ninety percent of the population are very subjective on most things, right? And that's how they create the big divide. And it's yeah, you gotta look at these things objectively, and like, what is what is like objectively? Like, w- what is he actually standing for? And I I do like how he does stand for the the masculine and feminine in embodiment in mm-hmm. men and women, and and uh, and you know, majority of men are, are lost yeah
1: so you started talking before about the different uh like archetypes mm. it sound like so what are the what are the archetypes of can we talk about masculine and feminine mm. what are, what are the different archetypes of each
0: yeah so we've got the um first of all I'll start with uh with the masculine we've got the king the king is very centered the king is very uh structured assertive um he's he creates plans and executes. He's very decisive. He's committed. He's very loyal, right? Then we've got the warrior, right? So if you looked at it as, as like a chart, right? So like at the top uh, right-hand corner, right? Of like a, a little um, archetype chart. The right-hand corner is the king and then the bottom right, the masculine, is the warrior. The warrior is the exactly that. It's, it's controlled aggression. So that's the thing. Most people think, uh, anger is a bad emotion. Anger is very powerful emotion if it's controlled and directed in the right way. Um, so the worry is very protective. It's the, the worry is the energy that you use to like get shit done. It's the hustle. It's the, it's the grind. It's like, it's the making shit happen. It's the protecting, it's the, um, legit warrior energy, right? And then we go to the feminine, the top left, we got the, um, the, the light feminine, Light feminine is very nurturing, loving, very heart-centered, very, very kind, very um, open, very receptive, right? And then we've got the dark feminine. The dark feminine is more the sensuality, the very in touch with the body, very creative, very intuitive, really in, touched, in touch with their sensuality. And when it comes to masculine and feminine, it doesn't mean male or female. It means it's, it's not gender bias. We all have mm. masculine and feminine energies. And in Hindu mythology, the way they talk about it is we are 100% man and 100% woman as well.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, that's not, what they, that's, that's not what they're talking about, the <laughs> 2023. But, uh, you know, everyone, whatever makes you happy. Um, isn't there more there? Uh, and like, I might be wrong. Cause the other day we were talking about, isn't there like, when you made me do that test, yeah, is so they are the, different, is there like different things and because I want to talk about this. So people can actually, how can we give someone some how can we give these guys something where they can be like, oh, identify with that? And that's something I get to work on right now. So mm. what what are these different areas? Yeah,
0: so we've got the the archetypes of the psyche, right? We, this is what Sigmund Freud talks about. This is the work of his work, right? So we, we have the king, warrior, magician, and the lover. Mm. Right? So the king is very much what I just explained before. He's very um you know so all these, of those these traits for
1: masculine and feminine
0: uh yes they have more qualities. so um the king is obviously here's the thing if you can male or female embody healthy king energy uh traits that means that you are healthily in your masculine and feminine light dark mm. right because uh, a man or a woman a woman who struggles to be in their king energy right those those uh traits and archetypes that I explained through the light masculine, the king energy. Um, See the thing is, we we must be able to switch between one or the other at any second, right? So you'd be able to feel into your body. You can be receptive. You can be loving, nurturing, assertive,
1: dominant, like um, controlled aggression, like all these things in the minute. What's up, Dream Nation? Have you ever wondered how far ahead your life would have already been if you had got access to this type of content at a younger age? Look, this is why I need your help. I'm trying to build the number one personal development platform out there to teach you guys the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live your dream life and to bring the type of education that we all wish we had in school. This show only grows by word of mouth and new subscribers, so it would mean the world to me. If you could smash that subscribe button right now, leave us a five-star written review or drop a comment below and share this episode with a friend, I would be forever grateful. All right, now let's get back into this episode. I say so a lot, right? Because like, you've done my advanced leadership program. Well, you've yeah. done every single fucking program I have actually. <laughs> um, but advanced leadership, when I design that program, I design it around these. Mm. So, I was like, how can I design a program that allows people to not just learn things, not just understand them, but actually embody, mm. um, you know, what it means to actually act out the, the actions and behavior mm. of a light or dark masculine, light or dark feminine, and I use it as an example because I love what you said. It's like you've you got to be able to have the balance because it's all about range, mm. which you know you know all about range, right? And how it helps <laughs> people discover range. But And I use it as an example. I'm like, like, I would like to think that's one area I've really worked on quite a bit in the last quite a while in my life is like discovering range. And what I like to say, it's like you've got to be comfortable meditating with a monk and then drinking with a bikey on the same day Mm. right because it's like it's different energies and different attitudes and and the and when people can start to judge um communities or groups or activities or behaviors or whatever it's like well that's not me it's like well that's why you should do that because there's resistance there and there's Mm. something that's where you're not comfortable leaning into it Mm. and everything is a game of energy Mm. so it's even if 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 it's like let's say this why i love dance so much and i I was talking to nikki your partner Mm. the other day i was like i was like actually like men and women should dance more, mm. especially women. Uh, because to be a great dancer, as a, like a Latin dancer, as a yeah. woman, you yeah. got to fully surrender. Yeah. You have to fully surrender and yeah. fully trust that mm-hmm. the man is going to lead you. And when you start doing more advanced moves, like dips and all this sort of shit, like there's a lot of trust that's got to come to that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of women that, that have been guarded and, and, and don't feel safe with the man. And like, that's a great space to start to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but one example I give, it's like, I'm like, what I've become very good at now is I know that I could dress up as like a drag queen <laughs> yeah. and be so comfortable. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could dress up as a g- drag queen and be so comfortable as that. Yeah. And in the next moment, knock you the fuck out <laughs> if I need to. But not out of, I don't like you, out of if I was threatened, mm. I would knock you the fuck out and protect yeah. everybody in here. Yeah. And then quickly go back to being this,
0: ah yeah
1: you know and that the comfortability of that right yeah and that that's the thing like that's the work of
0: oh this deep work with with the masculine especially is like what is your relationship like with that controlled anger mm. right can you protect yourself and when a man feels like he's got himself he has this whole different energy he carries around he, and and not only that but his woman feels it his woman feels like man this man's got me if shit hits the he's a fan I feel protected. Mm. And when she feels that she can surrender to this man's power, uh, she can surrender into her feminine. If she doesn't feel that, then she has to have a masculine guard up to keep herself safe. Um, it, is, it is true though, right? Because like I yeah. used to fight a
1: lot, mm. um, which I've shared heaps of times in the story. Mm. <clears throat> and um, this is the first time I've shared this story actually publicly, so you guys can hear it, but I told you about it the other day. The other day, we're here in Uluwatu in Bali, mm. and I was with Simona, we're driving down the hill and this guy's walking across the road and I start giving him a beep, beep, beep. And as I'm getting closer and closer to him, I'm like, this guy's not fucking moving. And I hold the horn down like beep. And we come right to a screeching hole in front of him. And he comes right to the scooter and front kicks the scooter mm. like like wanted to fight, like wanted to kill me. And it was interesting because I I've actually shied away from um what do you call it? fights what do what you what do you call this uh altercations or mm-hmm. anything like that mm-hmm. in the last little probably three four years of my life i'm like anything sort of like that i'm like ah i'm at it like i just, i don't like it yeah don't like it because i used to fight so much it brought mm. nothing great i don't like it and so this was the first time any sort of aggression like a mm. fight nearly happened in a long time for me mm. and um it was funny because i was like oh well i just calmly kicked my scooter thing down it's like sit here baby just hold on I'm, like, I'm gonna knock this guy out. That was my first. I'm, like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. And um, and then and that was what was going through my head. And then I was just, just like watching. I was like, mm. oh, I'm not coming from this as a, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna calmly mm. um diffuse this situation mm-hmm. with any way I need to, if I need to. Mm. And then he started pushing me, grabbing me by the throat and all this stuff. And I, I'm pushing him back, and I'm just watched, I'm guarded, I'm waiting. I'm like, if you if you so much if you take a proper swing, yeah. you're gone. You're, I'm gonna put you out. I'm gonna put you to sleep. And uh, and it just kept happening, Like he kept going to me. And yeah. then I noticed that he was being like super weak. All mm. right. And I'm not saying it's like an ego thing, I'm saying like he wasn't a confident, uh embodied man bringing aggression out of me. Mm. He was he was being this little boy. He's hurt. He was being a little boy, yeah. yeah. And and once I saw that, and I was like, I started to laugh. Yeah. I said, man, get the fuck off the road, man. He's yeah. like, you, you want to fight me? You want to fight me? I said, man, if I want to fight you, <laughs> yeah. you'd be out already. I'm like, get off the road. We had a bit of a laugh. Well, I had a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Picked up my license plate, kicked it off, and just jumped back on the scooter and started riding. Yeah. And then usually after like a fight, it's like for the next day, the adrenaline's up. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I should have fucking did that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And this time, within five minutes, yeah. I just turned to Simone and I said, what the fuck was that yeah and then we started having a laugh and we had a lunch and everything and i was like that's that to me is is you know really being comfortable in the the work and being okay with that because i i think and i said this to I say you okay she's like no i'm fine like i've yeah like i've she's like i kind of wish she knocked him out (laughs) and she's not like that at all she's like to have that where she felt actually like safe in that Mm. knowing that i'd make the right decision at the right time if it needed to happen Mm. i think it's super important
0: yeah, this is, this is um, as you're saying this, I'm just laughing because this is what I call the grounded warrior, mm. right? And you've seen what happened. You know, I, I snapped my finger and I've gone through this whole process that you can see on my social media if you want to know the story. Um, and that was the result of the ungrounded warrior. And it's like, and this is the prime example of the integration of the healthy masculine energy, right? Previously, so the ungrounded warrior is the, the, that aggression that would have previously in the past would have been out of control and you probably mm. would have seriously hurt someone. Yeah. And ungrounded masculine energy is the most dangerous, and most unsafe thing that um, a man can have. And any masculine energy that's ungrounded is flighty. It's like, it's not grounded. It can move around and it's very, um, th- there's no calculation or anything. It's kind of like ungrounded warrior energy is very much like a Navy SEAL going into battle like, kicking doors down and just shooting everyone and everything with no fucking plan because he just wants to, like, kill shit.
1: Do you think do you, th- do you? think that is the energy they're in? Or do you think they would learn more of... Well, like, is, is that... Because nothing's good or bad. Do you mm. think that's, it's, it's a useful energy then? If, if you're saying that's the energy that they would have at times, would it be useful for that? Or are you saying not so much?
0: Not so much because eventually someone's going to get hurt. Mm. Prime example, my hand, right? So, it's about... Uh, I call the grounded warrior. It's grounding down that masculine energy. It's taking time to sharpen your ax, putting a plan together, being methodical about it and fucking executing. It's having that grounded energy that like you can hold yourself. Like you, you, you won't let that energy just outburst. Like you would just like, for example, you, if you, if your energy was ungrounded in, in that situation, mm-hmm. um, Simona, you hit straight away. yeah, you would hit straight away and Simona would have felt extremely yeah. unsafe. And, uh, not only just in your actions as well, but like energetically, women feel that whether or not there is a situation or not, they can feel that ungrounded masculine.
1: Yeah. So how how can let's let's work so so that's an ungrounded mm. masculine. What about ungrounded feminine? What does that look like?
0: Uh, there's there's two ways it can go. It can be very sexually manipulative, very very seeking approval uh, through sex using their body, um, or they become extremely victim right? This is, and we're looking masculine and feminine is not male, it is not, um, you know, it's, gender. it's not gender bias, right? Male or female feel this. If you're a man that's more in your feminine, right? You can easily become more of a victim or you can, um, you know, become manipulative, right? Um, sexually and, um, and very, very clever, right? It, it very, what I call the unintegrated magician. So, uh, basically, to break this down and to answer your question from before about like what people can do if they're listening to this is first of all, like let's, let's have a look at the masculine energy. What's your relationship with leading committing or deciding if you're a man or you're a, you're a woman, like take some time, like maybe pause this, take this time, take some time to really write down what is your relationship like with um, leading leading yourself, leading other people? Are you over-controlling when you lead? Do you struggle to lead, right? What's your ability uh, to commit, to wholeheartedly commit? Can you commit based off your highest and deepest self or are you scared to commit because of your current circumstances or what's your relationship like with making decisions? You struggle making decisions? Um, Do you really? Uh, do you make too many decisions where you're just like over controlling and Like you need to be in control. What's your relationship like with these, right? And that will help you determine what your energy is like. If it's unintegrated, masculine or integrated, for example, the healthy king and warrior, um, can make, can, can lead, can lead himself, right? In every way, physically, mentally, emotionally, he has the capacity to hold other people. Then he can wholeheartedly commit based off his highest self, right? You know, people that invest in themselves at your events, like they can make decisions based off who they actually want to be, not off their yeah. current circumstances, right? That's a that's a form and that's an expression of healthy masculine. Then their ability to be able to decide, actually make a decision. This is what I'm going to fucking do and I'm going to stop at nothing but make this happen. Killing off all any other option apart from actually making this work and finding a way to make it work. Um, these are the three questions I like to help people discover what their relationship is like with the healthy um, uh, light and dark masculine energies. Yeah.
1: So what are the three questions again? Read them out.
0: Uh, What's your relationship like with leading, Mm -hmm. committing and deciding?
1: Oh, those three. Those three. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the king, the warrior. And what what were the more feminine ones? The lover? Uh, The magician and the lover. Magician and lover. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain them? Yeah.
0: So these are two different archetypes, by the way. So we got light, dark, masculine and feminine. Right. Yeah. And then we've got the archetypes that Sigmund Freud has created—the archetypes of the psyche that we all have within ourselves, which is the king, warrior, magician, and lover. Right. There's freaking archetypes for everything. I know.
1: There is. <laughs> I lo- I, lo- I really like it though.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite it's quite incredible. Um, to keep it more like tangible for a podcast, yeah. I think the light, dark, masculine, feminine is going to be the best example. So what I just explained there with the lead, commit, decide is, is more, okay. What's your relationship like with light, dark, masculine. Now let's look at what's your relationship like with light, dark, uh, feminine, right? So what's your, how, uh, what's your relationship like with surrendering into your body, right? What's your relationship like, uh, with actually being able to receive? Mm. What's your relationship like with your own emotions? These three questions I ask people, um, and, you know, when it comes to surrendering to your body, like, can you tap into your heart at any second? Can you, can you listen to this more than your head? Can you be led from this place instead of the ego mind? Um, do you really struggle to tap into your emotional body? Do you struggle expressing your emotions? Do you express them too much? Like, what's your relationship like with it, right? And then uh, your ability to receive, receive money, receive compliments, receive... Uh, when people just want to help you, like what's your relationship like this? This is the feminine,
1: the light and dark. So how can people really work on embodying a healthy level of masculine and feminine? What are some quick things? Well, practicing, um,
0: first of all, it's it's healing the mother and the father wound. Mm-hmm. So uh, all the work that I do through the masculine and feminine, everything that I've learned, all the study I've done, it seems to always come back to the relationship with... Uh, the feminine role model you had growing up or the masculine role model you had growing up and the love you did or didn't receive from those energies and their representation, how they showed up for you, right? So for example, um, the masculine, the role model in my life growing up, my my dad, um, had extremely high expectations of me, had very, very high standards, right? And was very emotionally unavailable because he was just working, and this is another thing with, uh, with the last 50 years with actually since uh, World War II, it's been the industrial area. Men go to work and then because they work so much, they're actually so emotionally unavailable, they can't show up for their family. And so I had a dad that was ex- had extremely high standards of me and then he was emotionally unavailable. So I would uh, – and men – Little boys have a burning desire for that rite of passage, that tick of approval that you're a man, you're, you have what it takes. You're wild, right? You, you can lead, you can make decisions, like you've got what it takes. Like And and um, when a man doesn't get that, he'll continuously seek approval from his father, from the masculine. Or when he doesn't get it from his dad, he seeks it through status, through money, through chasing women, um, or just destroying himself in the gym or, um, you know, alcohol. But anyway, dad had extremely high standards for myself and I could never meet them. And when I did meet them, he had raised the bar even more. And every time he raised that bar, I made it mean, he never said this to me, that's the thing, I made it mean that I wasn't good enough. And that feeling of not being good enough destroys your self-worth as a man. And a man who lacks self-worth very much struggles to be in that healthy, integrated masculine energy. And therefore... Um, you know, that seeking for approval, that seeking for validation that bro, you you've got what it takes. Like you're wild. You're a man. Uh, that's how I broke my hand because I'm like seeking love from people, um, for them to be like, dude, you're wild. Holy. Whoa. Cause I hadn't healed that wound with my dad yet. I haven't healed that wound within myself yet. So I had this belief and I had this ungrounded masculine energy, right? So that's the masculine wound. Um, there's so many, you know, there's more depth to it, but in a nutshell, um, that's what I've noticed and then with my um, the my feminine role model growing up it was very um, it was very much more uh, victim right very much more surrendered uh, n- like struggled with uh, expressing healthy needs and having healthy boundaries right these is all the the healthy traits of the feminine and that was my ro- role model of that growing up right and because dad was away more of the time and I spent more time with mum I was had a mum that was trying to teach me how to be a man, mm. but she 's a female mm. right so I, be, I became very surrendered in my um, feminine had this untapped potential i wasn 't speaking my truth, and you probably even remember when we first met each other right, my my voice was a lot lighter like I have a before and after photo of my face like two years ago, I looked like a little boy right, and healing these 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 masculine and feminine wounds has really allowed me to tap into my true and highest potential and that's why i'm so passionate about this work is like um is like people can really truly step into their potential through working through these these wounds because we need healthy integrated masculine and feminine to be able to do or create whatever it is that we actually want to create in this life
1: that's what i want to talk about so how has this so for everyone listening to this right like Everyone listening to this is early stage entrepreneurs. They Mm. want to start a business, they're in a business, they're thinking about it, they want to create some sort of success. Mm. Let's bring this and speak in the context of business and success and money now. Yeah. Because this year, when did you start your coaching business?
0: Um, I started in November, well, yeah, November uh, 2022. Cool. Yes, like seven months ago. Eight months ago or something.
1: And... Because I know you, you had a big leap, right? So, you're mm-hmm. doing about 3K a month. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you're in my Elite Mastermind. Mm-hmm. You come to Elite Mastermind Boot Camp. Mm-hmm. And I know, what did you do the 30 days after that event?
0: Yeah. So, um well, to give, give it some context as well, um, after I left carpentry, I became a PT for five years. So, I coached business owners and athletes in the gym for over five years and I was grinding as a PT and I just yet again, I wasn't operating my highest values or my purpose. So it was a fucking grind every single day. And through the work that we've done in the last, you know, three, four years, like I've truly uh, realized the importance of aligning my life with my highest values. And, and that's what I've started to do. And then I really made the decision to go all in um, on November. um, Yeah. Last year, 2022 uh, and with that decision, aligning my life, my highest uh, values and, and with my purpose really awakened this next level of me, my my true potential. And then through that, um, energetically, I was operating my potential, but then I had the roadmap. I had the tools, I had the resources through the work that we've done, right? And through that decision going all in, 30 days after we did um, the Elite Mastermind bootcamp, I just integrated all of the things that you told me to do as as that's what you should probably do, right? Mm-hmm. If someone tells you to do something, and they're living the life that you want to live, you should probably d- try to do those things. <laughs> Good indicator. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. And yeah, thirty days after I hit my first twenty k month, and then I hit you up, and I was like, "Yo, remember that podcast you said?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what's cool though, so you did twenty k in a month, but that was about two months ago, right? So then, and, yeah. then, and then you just said last month. What did you say you did again last month?
0: Uh, 16, sixteen, seventeen k. Yeah, sixteen, yeah. seventeen.
1: Right, which is. Great because it's sustainable. Because if you had gone back to like three this month, I would have been like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah. But you've built some sustainability in it, which is cool. Mm. So apart from obviously, you know, like leveling up, you've always invested in mentorship. Like you've done every single thing mm. we've done. Um. How how does the feminine and masculine sort of thing? What did you What did you do? Like, how did you use that to create more success? Well, because it's not just mm. skill set. Like honestly, like. Like what I really provide people in the mentorship is the 20% of some skill set. Yeah. Um, but a lot of mindset, a lot of psychology. Mm. But then you're really sort of talking like energetics mm-hmm. really as well. So what, what did you sort of specifically do that, you've, that you could sort of put your finger on and say, that thing there really yeah. helped me either feel good about making more money or made it easier to make more money in terms of the masculine and feminine?
0: Yeah. Um, a way I like to explain it to my clients, the people I work with, is like uh, when you're not aligned in life, when you are to align with your highest values and your purpose and what you're actually supposed to be doing, it's like you want to have a constant strong flow of water through a hose, but you have a million holes in it, like a sprinkler and water is just spraying mm. everywhere. Your energy is just being leaked everywhere, trying new things, you know, wasting your time, energy here and there, like, and, and there's nothing really actually coming from it, right? And when you truly align your life with your highest values and your purpose, everything just clicks into place in this flow. And it's just like this hose that there's one direction and one outlet, and there's a so much more energy you have for that outlet that you that that you're supposed to be doing, and so that's why I shared that that um, quick story about you know going from PT to um, you know building this this business I have now is I wasn't listening to my true heart's calling or desire, what I was truly here to do, right, and I looked. Every single weekend, I'm at personal development events. I'm Mm. at every single one of the things that you do. I'm reading books every single day. And it's like, if that's what I'm most passionate about, I should probably build a business around that. And once I truly stepped into that, it's like eh, one of the other healthy traits of the king energy is purpose. I believe men, especially men, should cry, bleed and sweat over discovering their purpose. When they have an outlet to truly express their highest gifts to the world, it's like that um, that one outlet and there's so much more energy that can go towards it. And when a man's doing that, he's actually uh, shows a higher level of integrity, right? And it's a healthy masculine. And when he's expressing that higher level of integrity, people feel it, they trust him more. And in business, people trust you with the product that you have Mm -hmm. as well. So there's a lot of depth to that, and then with the healthy feminines being out, to able to actually receive money, as well. Um, so yeah, through this work of the masculine and feminine that I uh, embodiment that I've been going so deep in on in the last um, three, four years myself, really aligning each of the healthy energies. You know, being clear on my purpose, having direction. You know, being in that. In that that grounded masculine warrior, being able to receive, being loving, nurturing, leading from my heart, being creative, intuitive, all of these things, integration of all the healthy um, traits, right, has really allowed me to step into my true potential, and and that's where everything really clicked into place, and and has allowed me to. Um, it, it's kind of like uh, once I did that, everything just got a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like business wasn't a grind anymore. Yeah 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 and it's it's crazy like i've been grinding for so many years because i've been so unaligned and as soon as i just clicked it all into place it's like
1: same just flows i i I don't i don't think i work hard anymore (laughs) i I work extremely i'm extremely productive um and i work a lot Mm because i love it um but compared to what i used to do it's mental nothing yeah yeah So, dude, would you um, give me a shameless plug here about the Elite Mastermind? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, uh, you know, you've been in now for like six months, Link. You've done every single thing we've done. Mm. What, What would your advice be to any sort of other coach, early stage entrepreneur, someone who's really has this ambition to create an extraordinary life? Do you think it's a... What's been your experience with it? Do you think that should come in?
0: Yeah, for sure. So I've done lots of different programs, um, obviously all of your stuff and then working with so many other coaches around business, embodiment, um, mindset. Like uh, I've done endless courses, read so many freaking books. And it's like what I found with the Elite Mastermind is like it's a a freaking one-stop shop. Like Mm. you plug in, you can literally create that life that you desire by conscious design, whatever that looks like, whether it's like you want to build a successful business or you just want to have a deep meaning fulfilling life. I've found it's like this freaking one-stop shop when it's like here is the clear outline of like the practical steps to build a successful business. And here is the mindset and everything else that you need in order for you to actually go and do that. And through that, I've really... Um, and like i said, i 've I've, I've done lots of different things and it 's like it's i 've wasted so much money on so many different <laughs> things right when it 's like w- like just invest into one uh m- and this is i 'm really loving masterminds right now it 's because yeah. it 's like there 's so much and it 's like uh it 's not just a six or eight week program it 's a f- it 's an integration for a year to completely change your life and step into that embodiment <clears throat> yeah
1: yeah I-, I love it as well because Um, like if I will say so myself, (laughs) because like as what it's turned into now, it's the power of the people Mm. because it's like there's people in there, like there's some people in there that are so much better at shit than me at certain things and to have access those. So for example, like people jump in and they're like, I know fuck all about masculine and feminine. You're in the elite mastermind Mm. and they're like, Ryan, tell me about this shit. Mm. And it's that collaborative effect. That is what a real mastermind is about. I was talking to my friend the other day. He's like, everyone's got masterminds i'm like Mm. i agree like everyone fucking does but they're not masterminds mastermind is really a a thing where it's that community that culture of people just like you where you're getting mentorship Mm. guidance and coaching along the way but it's not hand-helding it's literally like the community where you have to put on your own boots and go this is what i need help with who can get me access to the person that can get me that information Mm. and then you got access to all these people that open up even more doors yeah and uh, it's it's super freaking powerful i've I've always made sure I've invested in masterminds and mentorships and things like this because yeah. it's just catapulted. And, so,
0: and it always seems to be the people in the mastermind that ask the best questions. You, They tend to, you know, in the next six months, have a complete different life. And, yeah. we're you know, now we're both here in Bali doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: I love it. And um, so anyone here that wants to actually, it's the first time I've ever actually even plugged this publicly because the only way you can really sort of join this is come to any of our programs. But we've just opened up a way that you guys can actually join us in the Elite mastermind from anywhere in the world. So we've got one that you can actually join here in Australia. If you're here in Australia, you can come to all our events. And there's another one that you can actually come and get access to all the online stuff and come meet us in person here in Bali for our global mastermind of the year uh, in-person event. So if you want to get access to that, um, we're opening up applications for it right now and they're going to be cut off very shortly, okay? So send me a DM on Instagram at Morgan T. Nelson. Mention this podcast, okay? Mention this podcast because I don't actually plug this in any other episode. Mention this podcast and just be like, and just message me the word elite. Okay, the message elite to Morgan T. Nelson on Instagram. And I'll send you an application to join the mastermind. And if you're a fit, we'll jump on a call personally, me and you, um, to talk about the rest of the details. Okay, so if you guys want to join the elite mastermind, send me the word elite on Instagram. Apart from that, Ryan, this has been sick. Where can everybody find you on social media and check out everything you're doing?
0: Yeah, so basically on every platform, um, Instagram, Facebook are my, the, my main sources of uh, social media. But uh, Ryan Moresby White, uh, just search my full name. It's a big word. Yes. hard
1: to spell. We're gonna put in the link below. <laughs> <laughs> Got a hyphen in there. And yeah, shit. yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can find me spot. anywhere there.
0: Instagram's main spot. Yeah, add heaps of value. Always running free online events and uh, so much. Yeah, free value for people to um to consume. So yeah, yeah, just jump in there and yeah.
1: And ladies, you can check out his partner. She's like amazing as well. She's actually been on here. Nikki Carson, she's yeah, yeah. been on here. Yeah. She does very similar stuff to you, just all yeah. the feminine stuff. Yeah, we do
0: lots of relationship stuff as well together yeah. and we, um, we actually have our own business venture together around relationships, mm. which is epic.
1: Love it. Yeah. All right, man, i got one final question Ooh. but you know what it's going to be because you listen to this shit. <laughs> if you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? I would, I would tell him to trust,
0: trust himself, Listen to himself and uh, yeah, really trust what what my heart actually wants, not what uh, you know people what not what I think people want me to do, right? And trusting the process because it's I've I've worried a lot along the journey and it's cost me a lot energetically and um, you know through the fear and not taking action sometimes because of the worry. Um, but, yeah, trusting myself, knowing that it's going to work out perfectly uh, since, you know, I am positioning myself in the best possible place for success. It, it will work out. So, yeah, trust.
1: Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If You can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story. And make sure you tag me for that shout-out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out (laughs) loud.